Welcome to the Casper Wellness Podcast. Get armed with the latest in health, science, and technology to discover a new approach to wellness. Our mission is to enable knowledge so that people can reach their full potential and discover what optimum health means to them. I'm Maria Yuganovsky, entrepreneur, health enthusiast, and the founder of Casper Wellness. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome to Casper Wellness and I'm so happy to welcome Amanda Horn in the studio today and she is a non-diet dietitian, scuba instructor and creator founder of The Diving Dietitian. And we're going to dive straight into Amanda's um, favourite topic, intuitive eating, which is what her business is formulated around. So welcome Amanda. Thank you, thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about intuitive eating because I have not heard much about it. I know a little bit about it, but I'm sure a lot in the audience, a lot of people in the audience are really inquisitive as to what it means to be an intuitive dietitian. Yes, uh, absolutely. So intuitive eating is um, really not a real, a really new concept. It's uh, something that's intuitive, innate in us. So actually we all know how to intuitively eat. It's just that throughout the years, we've been influenced by this thing I call diet culture, uh, which tells us that we need to eat this way, we need to look this way, we need to exercise this way so that we fit into the diet culture ideal, which is a thin body. Mm. But we're starting to um, kind of understand and embody now that people come in all different sizes and shapes and weight so trying to fit everyone in that thin ideal just isn't viable it just isn't um, helpful for everybody so that's where intuitive eating comes into play so instead of following all these external rules and restrictions we look inside ourselves into our bodies listening to our body's cues according to how we eat what we eat what makes us feel good um, and that way, we're better able to nourish our bodies uh, for optimum health. It's, it's a more of a natural way of actually, and a more realistic way of actually approaching diet, isn't it? Rather than, um, I guess, looking at these outside influences, if you like, that you know, our diet culture has formulated. Um, I love the fact the message um, in intuitive eating is all about body positivity. I know you're a big mm. fan of body positivity and I think uh, it starts um, with us kind of building that awareness around how we feel and uh, what we're feeling in that moment or each moment and embracing and enjoying the food that we eat. Um, But now I do know that um, intuitive eating or is formulated by a set of principles. Mm-hmm. Um, I know from previous conversations that there's 10 altogether, I believe. Right. And um, and you like to work with these 10 specifically. So can you run us through them um, and explain to us a little bit about each of them, what, what they are? Of course. So the first one is a big one. It's to reject the diet mentality. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> So um, like I mentioned before, you know, we have all these uh, external sources telling us how we need to eat, how we need to look, what we need to do to our bodies. Um, And we need to just get rid of all of that. If we are listening to all this noise around us, we 
aren't able to hear what our bodies are telling us. So we need to get any, rid of anything that is telling us that thinness equates to health. We need to t get rid of anything that tell tells us we need to lose weight. We need to get rid of anything that tells us we need to eat a certain way um, to look a certain way. Mm. And once we, we, once we do that, we're going to be able to connect with our bodies better and listen to its cues so that we can serve it best. That's right. You know, I think that's so imperative and so important is actually stop listening to everyone else tell you what's good for you. You know what's good for you. Exactly. Your body knows what's good for you. Your body knows itself best. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. Principle number two. Mm -hmm. So principle number two is honoring your hunger. So our bodies are fantastic self-regulators. It tells us when uh, we're cold, it'll start to shiver. When uh, we need to pee, it'll tell us. Um, so likewise, when we're hungry, it'll give us hunger signals. So uh, for some people, it might be their stomach starts growling, their, um, they can't stop thinking about food. Uh, once it gets to the more extreme side of hunger, it can be things like um, you'll start binging or something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we want to uh, recognize and acknowledge our hunger cues as soon as they start and then honor them. So go eat when you're hungry. Don't leave it until you're super, super hungry um, because you're trying to restrict yourself and then end up, you know, binging or fainting or going to the extreme side of things. But that, that implicates your health a lot more, I would imagine, too, if, you know, going on that, I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to eat, or I can't eat because I'm mm -hmm. following this diet. When yeah. you say go and eat something, I know a lot of people will ask this question, well, how do I differentiate between sometimes I've just eaten but I'm hungry, like, two hours later? Like, is that, like, before we go for that um, snack or mm -hmm. whatever, how do we recognise that it is, in fact, hunger and not just, um, you know, a stress response, for example? Yeah. yeah, that's a really good question. And we will go deeper into emotional eating a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but if you're feeling like you want to eat and you're hungry, just do it. If, you're, if you feel like you're um, needing a snack two hours after your meal, just do it. <laughs> your body is I'm like, it's Nike, just do it, man. Just do it, <laughs> yeah. yourself and have a, have a banana. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, 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 you know, uh, you're, we're these days trained to uh, second guess our body's yeah. hunger cues. And so every time we feel like we're hungry, when we think we shouldn't be hungry, we're like, hmm, I don't know if that's right. And that's the thing about honoring your hunger. You're, you have to um, build that trusting relationship with your body again and um, kind of accept that it's telling you the right things. Yeah, I always go, if I'm still hungry after two glasses of water, then I'm actually hungry. That's mm. my cue. I'll usually go, if I've already eaten and I'm hungry two hours later, I'm like, am I really hungry? Am I thirsty? And I'll have some water. And then if I'm still hungry, I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't eat enough. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, so, yeah, good one. So what's principle number three? The principle number three is making peace with food. So here we want to give ourselves unconditional permission to eat. <laughs> like this. I do like this. <laughs> I do like this. Not, not for the reasons that you may think, though. I, <laughs> I'm thinking, mm, I'm Homer at the moment. I've got donuts going around in my mind. 
And that is uh, usually a sign that you should go get a donut. <laughs> oh, there you go. Don't take me. 7-Eleven just across the road. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let me repeat that because it's a very important one. So it, it's about giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. So diet culture has demonized so many foods, you know, sugar is going to give you cancer, the sulfates are going to, is detrimental to your health, Um, don't eat fats, don't eat this, gluten, this and that, it's, everything is demonized. We need to stray away from that and make peace with food. We need to embrace all foods and eat a variety of foods and that way we're going to be able to have a better relationship with it and not have this kind of forbidden fruit effect. So when we um, kind of try to restrict a certain type of food, we more likely are going to start thinking about it more. We're going to have cravings with it for it. Um, and it's because we're putting it under that category of cannot eat. Yeah, so we just need to eat food, and once we don't have that those restrictions, we're going to be able to choose um, how we eat better and better nourish ourselves that way as well. Yeah, that's you're so right. I think um, it is one of the things that unfortunately our culture comes with so many. Our diet culture comes with so many different um, variables of what what to eat and what not to eat. And there's the the good foods and the bad foods. And we don't like labels, but unfortunately, we uh, until we kind of evolutionize ourselves of not actually looking at food as good and bad um, we still tend to fall in that pattern I think this one's really important making peace with all food you know Um, and it's okay if you feel like a muffin Um, just Mm -hmm. don't have that muffin every day (laughs) no no really good advice and and principle four well that uh, ties into principle number four actually which is challenging the food police so like you said, all this labeling of foods as good and bad, unhealthy, unhealthy, um, it's a concept of diet culture. It's for diet culture to tell you what's right and what's wrong. It's a very black and white kind of thinking. But food is morally neutral. An apple is not good or bad. A burger is not good or bad. It's just food. So it's almost disassociating that emotion behind the food because mm-hmm. you could have a barrel of apples and feel really sick. Exactly. You know, and apples are good for you. Or yeah. you can have like all these carrots and turn orange because carrots are good for you. Exactly. So it's not really, but in that instance, they're actually bad for you. Yeah. So it's actually, um, you're 100% right. The food itself is not the issue. It's our emotional connection to it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And a lot of what intuitive eating is, is uh, kind of rebuilding that connection with food and your body um, rather than about the nutrients itself. Um, And that's a factor that plays into your health, um, I'd say, almost more than the nutrients that you're eating, that your relationship with your food is um, a trusting and a, a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, trusting yourself that you're going to pick the right choice too for you exactly. for that day. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and principle number five? So going on to principle number five is discovering the satisfaction factor. So this is all about the eating experience. So 
think about when you're you know out at dinner with your friends there's ambience uh there's music there's soft chatter the lighting is nice um the food comes out and it smells delicious it's well presented there's a lovely glass of wine pairing so beautifully with it stop it i'm hungry now it's <laughs> <laughs> not lunch time what time it's 21 o'clock um so that environment helps you be more present with your food and when you leave that dinner table you're going to feel so much satisfaction right absolutely yeah that's what we kind of want to aim for in our meals and i know it's not possible to always have that level of ambience with our meals but just to be present with um when we're eating it's mindful eating actually has uh, shown to improve your um, increase your satisfaction with that particular food so you're going to enjoy enjoy that food a lot more when you're being mindful and present while you're eating it as opposed to when you're mindless mindlessly eating it yeah i heard i read recently someone um talking about you know being present in the moment and sometimes actually verbalizing it out that i am going to eat my lunch yeah subconsciously sends a message that you're actually going to stop and eat your food and therefore be mindful and present with each bite. So I think that's very important, especially if you're very busy or you, you know, you're running a million miles an hour. Um, So moving on to principle number six. Mm -hmm. So that's feeling your fullness and feeling your fullness goes hand in hand with listening to your body and the mindful eating as well. So, just like how our body sends us hunger cues, they'll send us fullness cues as well. And when you're mindfully eating, you're checking in with your body every couple, every few bites um, to kind of understand when, when your body is telling you it's getting to its fullness state. And that kind of helps you tell, that kind of helps you understand when your body is full. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. You promised that we're going to do a mindful eating session. So, but we're going to now we're back in lockdown, mm. <laughs> Victoria. Yeah. Um, uh, so, after lockdown, we are going to get together and we're actually going to, you're going to talk me through a mindful session because mm-hmm. I, like many of us, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I can kind of gauge when I'm full. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, I just go, oh, that extra slice of pizza. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. Just one more slice. And then I'm like tipped over. It's like, no, nah, I shouldn't have had that. <laughs> but, you know. It's absolutely fine to overeat sometimes, especially when you mindfully eat. Like, like how you had that slice of pizza and you're like, oh, I'm feeling quite full, but I'm kind of really enjoying this. So, you know, maybe it's okay. I just, I just really want to have another slice. And that's, that's so fine. Um, it's actually really good that you stopped and um, you had the choice to, as opposed to, you know, you just mindlessly ate and you ate to past the point of fullness and you didn't even recognize it. Yeah, that's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and principle number seven. So, principle seven is coping with your emotions with kindness. So, this is going back to your question before about how to identify identify whether you're actually hungry or if it's emotional eating. So people tend to eat as a coping mechanism for, you know, anxiety, for boredom, for anger, for stress. And 
firstly, it's really important to understand that it's okay to eat for comfort sometimes. Um, as long as you know that this is not going to solve all your problems and eventually you'll have to deal with those emotions as well. So as long as it's not your only coping mechanism, then it's fine. Just eat for comfort if you need to. Yeah, because sometimes we all just need a little bit of ice cream. Yeah, exactly. You know what? A salad's just not going to do it if you've had a bad day at work. Exactly. And you just go, you know what? I, or, you know, I just need something something squishy like a custard mm-hmm. pie. Mm-hmm. I sound sense. like I eat a lot of junk food. I actually don't. But, you know, <laughs> I'm looking at my default resources here. <laughs> but that's a really good one. Sometimes, you know, a cope. Part of coping with an emotion is actually going for what makes you feel good at that particular time. Yeah, yeah. Um, But what we can do to kind of identify whether it's actual hunger or emotions is before we actually reach out for that snack, we can ask ourselves, am I hungry? Am I really hungry? Am I showing signs and signals um, of hunger? Or am I feeling an emotion that is making me reach out for food Mm. and just asking yourself that question can help you identify what it is yeah 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 and that's that's a really good first step to um yeah to understanding yourself a little bit better and um being able to cope with that and if it is uh an emotion that you're feeling you might, might want, to, want to ask yourself, firstly, what is that emotion? And then secondly, what can I do to support myself? So, very, very encouraging. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like identifying your emotion and giving just giving yourself that chance to process the emotion, whatever it may be, sadness, anger. It's always usually those negative emotions that affect mm-hmm. our, our eating habits. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, when you think about, okay, how can I support myself? Maybe I need to call someone and have a chat to a friend about it. Maybe I need to meditate. Maybe I need to go for a run. Maybe I just need to eat and comfort myself that way. And at least that way you're identifying and going straight to the root cause, which is the emotion and dealing with it up front. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, even having a few support mechanisms up your sleeve when you do identify that emotion, if you're an emotional eater, um, and go, you know what, maybe I'll go for a walk and see how I feel. And if I really want that custard tart, then I'll go get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And number principle number eight. Principle number eight is respecting your body. Wow. Yeah, big one. Yeah, yeah. And even though we're talking about intuitive eating and it seems all about food, this is about um, everything in relation to uh, your relationship with your food and your body. So respecting your body. Our bodies are not problems to be fixed. I use, Can you say it? Repeat it. I know last time we had this conversation, I said, say it again, say it again, say it again, Sham, go on, you see it. Our bodies are not problems to be fixed. They are not. Say it one more time. Just so all of you that go on Instagram and look at these gorgeous people with eight packs or whatever you want to call them, it's okay if you don't have it. We don't need to fix it. Exactly. Again, this is a concept of diet culture that we all need to be in these thin, ideal, quote-unquote, fit bodies. And 
all these uh, diets and rules and restrictions and all of that has been tailored around that. And we're constantly being told that we are not enough. Even when you do achieve that, achieve, quote unquote, achieve that uh, thin ideal body, you're still going to feel not enough. It's never going to be enough. So just respect your body as it is. Even if you don't particularly like the way it looks or the way it feels, you can still respect your body and care for it, which means, you know, um, wearing clothes that fit properly, speaking kindly to it, or at least not negative talk, negatively talking to it. It means um, eating, eating well for your body, not because you want to become thinner, but because, you know, fruits and vegetables nourish it. Um, it means um, uh, moving your body, which we'll get to as well, moving your body so that um, it promotes health in it. Exactly. Yeah. So you know what, people, stop dangling that carrot in front of yourself and freaking eat it. Mm. <laughs> I and love that. I was just uh, bring in a quote that I really love from a body image, po positive body image activist named Taryn Brumfit. And it goes, your body is not an ornament. It's a vehicle to your dreams. It's so true. Love that. It is such a great quote. And, and let's treat it like a, like a very expensive vehicle. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. So exactly. think expensive car. What would you put in? <laughs> would you eat macas in your expensive car? No. Okay. Um, principle number nine. The next one is movement, and it's to feel the difference. So as opposed to what we've been told we need to do, which is going hard at the gym, um, lifting super heavy weights hour-long sessions where we're sweating like crazy. Uh, that's what the image of exercise is right now yeah. in culture. And it's what also deters a lot of people from moving their bodies because they think that this is the image of what they should be doing. But actually, movement is anything to do with moving our bodies. It's... Um, anything going from gentle to moderate to intense activities. So going for a walk, stretching, um, practicing yoga, they all contribute to your health. So just finding a movement that you actually enjoy, you're more likely to engage in those behaviors more often. And that is promoting your health. It's not so much a chore, you know, right? If you're not enjoying, if you're not enjoying the gym or you're not enjoying running, whatever, or whatever, whatever it is for you, find something regardless of what it is. It could be just dancing in the, in your lounge room. It doesn't yeah. really matter. I watched your podcast um, over the weekend with uh, the lovely. Joe. Yes, lovely Joe, and um, and and I really loved her um, concept behind all that and how she just discovered. You know what? I'm just going to move in a way that makes me happy. Yeah. And I think that's super important. And and that way you'll be consistent in movement. I know how important. I actually love moving my body. I'm one of these people um, that loves to exercise, but I know a lot of people are not. Um, and I know how I feel after I've I've exercised. How um, I feel mentally and how I feel physically, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's positive. And I also believe it's very important to give your body uh, the freedom to move in whichever way it likes. So yeah. 
it's also important to understand that rest dates are okay yes we have to be pushing ourselves and again it's um going back to listening to our bodies so if your body is feeling exhausted and tired and you scheduled a session for you know for running or the gym today but you're really not feeling up for it rest is absolutely okay it's just as important as movement yeah um you know i guess you know what just talking to you um you know what 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 kind of stands out for me the most is the balance of Mm. everything it's okay to have a little bit of everything in your life it's just getting the right balance that works for you and we all know we're all different and what you know what works for me may not work for you but rest days are just as important as that donut yeah you're spot on (laughs) about the balance there (laughs) um number 10 amanda your last (laughs) principle Mm-hmm. So number 10 is honoring your health with gentle nutrition. So the rest of the principles is, a, uh, is around the, our relationship with food and our bodies. And that's the most important thing. And it's only at the 10th principle that we, um, we throw in the, the part about nutrition. And that seems quite counterintuitive and ironic um, coming from a dietitian, right? <laughs> But uh, really, nutrition is only a little part of it. It's about that relationship with food and your body that is the most important thing to uh, to to mend and to get right. Um, so, but with gentle nutrition, um, of course, when we nourish our bodies well, we'll feel that these healthful foods help our bodies feel more energized, uh, feel lighter, feel uh, ready to take on the day. Um, so we just need to listen to ourselves, listen to our bodies and understand that. But we also have to recognize that eating less nutritiously for one food, one meal or one day is not going to make us unhealthy. We don't need to nitpick and be obsessive over the healthfulness of our food. Um, we just have to aim for progress, not perfection. Yeah, I think that's 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 super important. You know, progress mm. and not perfection. Mm. Um, and I think um, and 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 what is what progress is to you as an individual? You know, um, and if it means drinking an extra two glasses of water a day, that's mm. progress. If it yeah. means you know um, not having that last bit of pizza. That's progress. I think um, what you said there in, in the last that honouring your health is um, is important and honouring how you emotionally feel as well at the time is also important. So there you have it, the 10 principles of intuitive eating. They are really powerful principles and, um, and I would like to dive in a little bit deeper with you on each of them because I know we've just kind of briefed over them today but there's so much more to talk about in terms, especially uh, emotion and, um, and, and respecting our bodies and, and mm-hmm. movement. Um, so stay tuned um, for some more podcasts with Amanda as we dive into some of these principles and really kind of debunk some of the, the stuff that we've been taught throughout diet culture and, and perhaps aren't sure about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's such a pleasure having you um, at Casper Wellness and um, it's a shame you're not in the studio we're doing this via um, zoom 
than mm. those um, that are listening. Uh, but it's really awesome that we can at least do that. I love technology. <laughs> and um, I'm looking forward to catching up with you soon. We are going to have all of Amanda's um, links uh, on, uh, on the bottom of this um, podcast. And we are also featuring her 10 principles as part of our feature wellness um, articles. So you'll be able to click on there and get in touch with Amanda. Uh, Amanda's website is thedivingdietitian.com. And of course, follow her on all her socials. Um, her Instagram page is at thedivingdietitian. If you have any questions or queries, uh, DM her directly um, or jump online and shoot her an email. Great talking to you, Amanda. Thank you so much um, for your time. And I can't wait to do some more podcasts with you. Thanks for listening to the Casper Wellness Podcast. Subscribe at www.casperandcasper.com.au for the latest information in an integrated approach to health.